Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. How are you doing today? I'm so glad that you're here with us today. I really believe in you, and I see greatness for you, but you know, my opinion in this particular case, what we're going to talk about today, my opinion doesn't matter. I mean, I hope you're surrounded by a lot of people that really encourage you and believe in you, but at the end of the day, the question to ask yourself is, what do you believe about you? Do you believe in you? Um, you know, and here's the good news about it. Whatever you may have believed, even five minutes ago, from right this minute that you're starting to listen to this, you have at your fingertips change and the ability to be able to chart a whole new path for your life, to be somebody better, different, whatever, but most importantly, it isn't necessarily about the road that you're on, but about the road that your mind is on. There's an old saying, whatever your mind can conceive and believe, you can achieve. Now think about that for a minute. Conceive, you know, you can come up with the whole concept of something. And believe. That doesn't just mean that, well, I think I can, I think I can. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love The Little Engine That Could, and it's a great story. But in this case, it has to do with even that deeper level of belief. Um, if you want to use that story, because it is a very good one, it starts from sitting at the bottom of that mountain, and no matter what anybody else is saying, good or bad, you believe you can top the top of that hill. And again, like I said, it doesn't really matter where you are on the journey. It doesn't matter how high the mountain in front of you may be. It doesn't matter what anybody else has said. You have greatness in you. And the only thing that stands between you and that amazing greatness that you already have, I'm not talking about something that you can go get, something you can learn, something you can acquire. I'm talking about the fact that it's already inside of you. That you have the ability to make it, to climb that hill, to be the best version of yourself. You are an amazing person. I believe in you. Unconditionally, I'm so grateful for you listening to the show. And I want to be the voice, if you've never heard it before, that says to you, I believe in you. I believe that to be true. But now I want you to hear that phrase from a different voice. I'll be the stand-in for that voice. But I want you to close your eyes, not if you're driving, but otherwise, close your eyes. And I want you to visualize that little voice inside of you. That one that's sometimes critical, sometimes even downright mean to you. That voice that's in your head, that's talking to you, that voice that you've listened to. Now, some people, while they've got their eyes closed, they hear a sweet, angelic voice. And the person, the voice, if they were going to personify their internal dialogue would be angelic. It would be, you know, like a, 
kind, loving mother, or something like that. For others, you struggle with that. Even as I'm telling you to imagine that voice, the personification of that voice, the person that you would identify that as, is horrible, ogreish, the most awful monster you can imagine. And you can see the face of that voice being cruel to you, saying mean things to you. Whatever that picture is, the good news is is that it can change right now. So with your eyes closed, I want you to imagine possibility that everything and anything in the whole world is there for you. I love one of my therapists, the many different therapists I've met over the life, one of them that I worked with, she said to visualize the two or three year old version of yourself. You've seen baby pictures of yourself. You were cute, weren't you? Remember back to that very earliest memory, good memory that you have. That happy, sweet child without a care in the world. And then I want you to hear that wonderful, sweet presence say to you, You're worthy. You're enough. I believe in you. You've got this. This road that is before you, that you're looking to choose now, is the path to one place. Greatness. That's right. Deep inside of you, There's that little child that believed everything was possible. And I want you to hear that child's voice telling you right now how amazing you are and how great from here on out your life's journey is going to be. Hold that in close and tight for a minute. Say some nice things to yourself. Remember, I am statements are powerful. You can say, I am wonderful. I am great. I am strong. I am powerful. I am beautiful. And along with all of those comes a belief. It circumvents that frontal part of your mind that's always talking trash about you and moves right to your subconscious to your belief systems and begins to instill that in you so take a minute and say some nice things about yourself say I am I am wonderful I am going to make it I am successful I am Amazing. I want you to hold that close. I want you to hold that feeling. I hope it's a great feeling. For some of you that this is a new thing, that you've never done something like this in your life, I hope that it has you, I don't know, tingling or at the point of tears or someplace wonderful and special. Hold on to that through this whole entire show. Because we're going to talk to you about possibility, about how amazingly great you are, and then no matter what that negative Nelly inside of you wants to try to bring up, even right now, that none of that matters, because you are amazing, you are worthy, and I believe in you. If you have a mirror anywhere close, I want you to look in the mirror. 
And I want you to say to yourself, I believe in you. Say it over and over. The first time you say it, you're probably going to laugh at yourself. But I want you to hear you say to you, I believe in you. Like I said, it's not my opinion that matters today, but I will be the stand in. If you've never heard it before, if you've heard it a thousand times before, I want to be the voice today that says to you, I believe in you. With all of that in mind, hold on to that tightly. We're going to go on a ride today, a fun one, that's going to take us on a journey through some best-selling books, discussions with some amazing best-selling authors that are going to show us that you are amazing. You have everything you need right inside of yourself right now. That you can do it, and you're going to. That no matter where you've been before, today you're on a path. And that path leads to living as a thriving entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening today to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today we are going to help you hold close that image that you saw of yourself in the first segment where you can say boldly to yourself, I believe in you. I'm joined by some great, amazing, best-selling authors. And today we're going to walk through the journey of their book as they pour into you more to help you believe in yourself and to know that no matter what has been, you are on a path to success. Rerouting. Sometimes the path that we're on in life isn't the direction we should continue going. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes it's just a change that needs to happen. Either way, sometimes you need to change your pathway in life. And that's what the international best-selling book, Rerouting, is about. It's written by Anissa Zvrisky, and she's here today to talk to us about how you, too, can reroute. Hi, Anissa. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Steve? I'm doing great, thanks. So, rerouting. Tell us what that means to you. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you asked. A little bit, I want to say a little bit about the title. So, um, one of the things that I've noticed after becoming a, a life and career coach is that many people are are looking to just reinvent themselves. They've they've gone a certain path or down a certain path in life, either by choice or some of it was uh, things that were done um, that they didn't have a lot of control over. Um, and then they find themselves where looking where they need to get out and do something new, whether it be um, a new career or they're taking a, a, new, a new relationship, they're getting married, uh, maybe they're getting divorced and they need to um, re, you know, restart or get out in the dating world. There's some, some event or some series of events that cause them to think that they need to change. And so um, with that, 
reinvention. And I know every year, you know, a lot of people make um, uh, New Year's resolutions and so forth to try to reinvent themselves or, or change things about the way they look or things about things that are going on in their life. But in each one of those instances, whether it be a life event or at the beginning of the year, people need to, re to reinvent and approach things differently. And that's where the rerouting title came from, because life is very similar to being in your car, being in your vehicle, and listening to that uh, global positioning system, that GPS. And many times we're on these paths, and all of a sudden something will happen. There'll be a detour, some construction, or something, accident, something will happen where we have to reroute. And so we were, uh, my, myself and my team were coming up with the title. And so that was one of the things that stood out is that rerouting, that voice that comes on or that sound that, the, that, that goes on with your, with your GPS that says, hey, I need to go differently now and uh, to get to my final, get to my final destination. So tell us a little bit about you. I mean, obviously, I think everybody that's reached you know, over the age of five or six <laughs> has had to reroute in their life. So I'm sure you've had some reroutes mm -hmm. in your life. Tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. Yeah. I, so I, yeah, I started out kind of rerouting right out of the womb. I mean, I, I was born um, in the seventies and my parents immediately gave me up for adoption. So I never got to know my, my real parents. And so um, I grew up, I was born in Indiana, grew up in, in the Chicagoland area and um, uh, grew up in a, a very, in a, in a good home. You know, I, we had some challenges along the way, um, but for the most part, my, my uh, upbringing was, 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 was fairly good. Um, however, uh, uh, from the age of five up until I was about 12 or 14, uh, fortunately, I was molested by a family friend, and so um, the, again, another another rerouting kind of took place because um, I didn't, you know, in, in the 70s, growing up, we weren't given information a lot about what uh, what uh, being abused was about, or how you should treat your body, and if people are doing something to you that they shouldn't be doing what, you know, what to do in those situations. And so not having that information, um, I went through thinking that this was an okay to have this relationship with this individual, um, but it, it wasn't. And so I was being taken advantage of and didn't even realize it until finally um, I went to my mother and told her what was happening. Um, and so that kind of changed the dynamic uh, between my family and this, uh, this other person. Um, and so that that was a change, and um, also, you know, with that along with you know growing up uh, as a, as a, as an only child in the household, um, and I was bullied in, in school quite a bit. In high school, I was bullied, so I had a lot of issues uh, going through those formative teenage years. And so, uh, finally, I found my way. I joined the U.S. Uh, Army ROTC. Army ROTC Corps in college and completed that four-year program. And that really, that was kind of the, the discipline and created the training that I needed in order to really uh, move myself forward um, and get pre prepared as I came out of college, uh, went to Chicago State University and got my degree in, in business, then went on to join the working world. And while I was working, I went to school part-time to get my, uh, my, get, get my MBA. And so after that, I uh, started entering the work world and was really excited to hit the ground running and um, moved around a few times uh, with various positions. I was, I'm a uh, human resource professional by trade. And so in those roles, you kind of go where the need is greatest. Um, and so I got a chance to move around a lot along the way. Um, we talk about rerouting. I, along the, the my path uh, in life, I had it all kind of figured out how I was going to move my career forward. I moved from Chicago in my 20s to Arizona and there uh, made a pit stop and got married. <laughs> met, met my wonderful husband. Uh, we've been married now for over 15 years. 
uh, but that was not, uh, again, not something I had necessarily planned, you know, always, you know, kind of looking for the, me to meet the right person and wasn't expecting, again, you know, when you're in, you're in, in the car we call life and you're driving along, you get that, that opportunity to kind of change your course. Um, and so I did that. Um, and as I got married, we, we moved around uh, again some more as my career was growing, thought I was on the way to a super successful career. Um, and then one day uh, I get the call that many people have gotten um, in 2008, especially with the, with the recession and so forth, that my job had been eliminated. So had to, that was a real low point for me because I was so... Um, uh, I was kind of one of the primary supporters in our household, and we had just bought a brand new house. We had just relocated from Phoenix to New Jersey, and so I just didn't know what was going to happen. And had, and first time in my adult career, had never been unemployed, and so uh, began to come up with some strategies to try to get back out in the work world. And and so um, things have definitely been on the uptick. Um, now uh, moving forward um, yeah, with, with my career and then uh, began to work as a life coach just recently, um, focusing on, you know, helping people with career management and career development. Um, and then um, looking to just try to help people overall um, try to, you know, don't, I don't want people to make the same mistakes I have made uh, in life and also provide them with some tools to deal with change when it comes to you. And so that's kind of, that's where I'm at today. All right. So obviously there's been a few reroutes in your life too. Um, I think of the old phrase, you know, man makes plans and God laughs. <laughs> um, you know, but um when a person finds themselves, uh, you know, at a crossroads or stuck somewhere, what is, uh, what is a tip? What's a trick that we can use to reroute ourselves? I think the important thing to do when you, when someone finds themselves in a situation where there, it is a pivotal, mo pivotal moment where they need to make life changes, the first thing to do is trust in your faith in and so one of the things that i did you know as i went through various changes the one constant that remained was prayer you know i remained prayerful remain going to church being in reading the bible or um and, and i'm not saying that you know that the christianity is the only way to go but whatever grounds you from a faith standpoint that's the first thing to do is to just find that so find solace in that um, and then um, began to put your plan together on how you're going to overcome, you know, whatever it is. I mean, a perfect example, um, um, as many people have, I've, uh, I've lost both my parents and I know when my mom passed away some years back, just dealing with that, going again praying and asking God for some guidance and some, uh, some somehow to deliver and provide me some guidance in terms of what to do and how to do it. And, and, and that was, that was step one. And then next I kind of moved forward with creating some plans, making some conscientious choices and uh, starting to build my network to help me through that particular, particular grieving process. So what is the biggest thing that you think holds us back from just being at a crossroads, knowing where we're going isn't working and making that change? What, what holds us back, and it's, and it's the same thing that kind of holds me back too, Steve, and that is the fear of change, being afraid of doing something different or doing something that that's really outside your car your comfort zone and so that has that's really i think one of the main things that keeps people stuck in a situation is not letting go not seeking help or counsel to try to find different ways to move forward because it's easier said than done you know we can easily say oh you know something happens let's let it go let's move forward 
And the reality of it is we, we're all human. And so we want to hold on to these feelings. We want to hold on to that grief. We want to hold on to that anger that we feel toward that spouse that we feel did us wrong. We want to hold on to these things. When in actuality, we should be stepping back and looking to try to make some sort of change so that we can we can move forward. And sometimes we don't know what that is. In many cases, we don't know what that is because it's area we haven't been in before. And that's where relying on our faith, building a network, uh, if there's a life, if there's a coach or someone that we can go to to kind of talk through the situation, those are people that can really help us kind of get, uh, get grounded. So what current words of encouragement do you have for a person who has heard what you've said and they're willingly going to make a change in their life? Well, one word, words of confidence, hopefully that I can instill in them is to definitely look inward, try to take self inventory of what's going on with you. You know, for example, um, one of the things I had to do when I found myself without employment was I had to stop and list, stop and think about the different events that probably led up to that. Yeah, sure, the, the, the position was eliminated. However, were there some things that I could have done differently or what are some changes I'm going to make going into that next career that's going to help me have more longevity um, for people that are going through a marriage or a divorce. It's just sitting back and thinking, hey, um, you know, what were some things that I could have done differently to make the marriage last? Uh, what were some things differently that I could have done to make sure that the next partner I, that, I, that, I'm, uh, that I select is someone that will give me and treat me the way I want to be treated? So, Taking that self-inventory is, is, is really important, and I would just encourage people to do that. And we talk about it in the book as well, getting professional help. Um, oftentimes, uh, you know, Oprah Winfrey says, create the highest, grandest vision possible for your life because, uh, because you become what you believe. And so having, uh, getting, you know, again, getting your belief system in place, a lot of times uh, professional help can, can uh, professionals can help guide us there with as consultants or people for counseling or, or coaching, or if we need uh, to take some additional training or awareness to kind of move us forward, um, identifying what that is and, and making steps to, to get that uh, going that direction that you need for, for additional help and support. I think that's a good point. I know that the saying always holds true what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. And this, I really appreciate you spending the time with us today. The book is called Rerouting, a guide to changing your pathway in life. There's 10 ways in this book that you, you can reinvent yourself. We just barely scratched the surface. You need to get this book from Amazon so that you too can learn how to reinvent yourself when necessary and reroute not be stuck on one path, but to reroute to the place that you need to go. Rewriting, rerouting a guide to changing your pathway in life by Anissa Zabriskie. Thanks so much for being on the show with us today, Anissa. Oh, this has been a delight. And I'm so, so happy to be able to share this message with people. Thanks, Steve, for, for having me. There is nothing like the power of rerouting. Nothing like the ability to change the path you're on, to take the you that you see in the mirror that you've been critical of, and to put yourself on a new path, to be able to embolden yourself, to, I love that phrase from Star Trek, to boldly go where no one has gone before. And by that I mean to boldly go to a place that you've never been before, but that you're destined to. A place to be the best version of yourself. I hope you will check out Rerouting. It's an amazing book because it's written to help bring out the amazing person that is you in life so that you can live as a thriving entrepreneur. 
don't go away. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. I hope that you're holding on tightly to that belief in yourself. If you need to, go back and visit that mirror again real quick and say to yourself, I believe in you. Because you are worthy. And even if you haven't believed in yourself, even when you believe otherwise, you are worthy. So next up, we have an amazing best-selling author who is going to share with you her book, You Are Worthy Even When You Believe Otherwise, A Guide from the Overwhelmed Perfectionist. I hope it will help you believe greater in yourself and to really hold on to the fact that you are worthy. Join me in welcoming Julie Hunt. Hi, Julie. How are you today? I'm awesome. And you? I'm doing great, thanks. So give people an idea where you're coming from. Who are you and where did you come up with the book? Well, I am basically a worthiness warrior. My, my mission in life is to make sure that everybody can see that they are worthy, that they all have value. And that's where my book came from because I spent a lot of my time in the unworthiness zone in my own personal life. And it was really one of those lives that I was letting happen to me as opposed to creating it. And when I finally realized that I, I had value and that I was worthy, I took that journey from unworthiness to worthy worthiness. And I decided that this life is so great. Everybody needs to know that they can have this. That's why I wrote the book so important because I think all of us have at least that time in our life where we are struggling with who we are and are we worthy of what we're doing. So talk a little bit about that. I mean, why is it so easy for us to question ourselves, but yet so hard to value ourselves? I think the reason it's so hard for us to see how much worth we have is because society is constantly bombarding us with messages of of we are not enough from the news to advertising to social media we can look anywhere we want at any moment of a day and learn that we are not enough and i i think it's so important to be able to discern those messages and determine whether they're really our truth or whether they're just somebody else's truth. And when we realize that we can hear advertising or social media posts or messages on the news that are all negative, um, when we realize that we can discern those, we can start to see that we are the ones that hold our worthiness inside of us. And we are the ones that get to be the keepers of it and get to maintain it, not the news or social media. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. I mean, I think the whole key behind the subtitle of your book 
even when you believe otherwise, is so important to really getting through to people's own worthiness. Um, I think a lot of us spend a lot of time just seeing that one thing that we wish we would change. You know, you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, if only. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, absolutely. In fact, I used to, and most people will go to bed at night and think about the 10 things they had on their list. They probably finished eight of them, but they'll focus on the two that they didn't. Mm, yeah. So overwhelmed perfectionists. Um, so many things come to mind, but give me what is your definition of an overwhelmed perfectionist? Well, perfectionism in itself and striving to be perfect will create an overwhelmed person. Let's take an example from my own life where we used to have parties at our house and I think my husband used to cringe every time that I said, oh, let's have a party because he knew that it was going to have this huge list of home improvements that needed to be done with unrealistic expectations and timelines. And um, it's, it's that need to be something to the outside world that you already are and it doesn't matter whether other people see it, what matters most is that you see it. And being a perfectionist, I always like to tell people, you were born in perfection, that box has been checked and it cannot be unchecked. So just stop striving for it, you already are. Mm, that's so good. I mean, really, truly, nobody else can be you, so you've already won. <laughs> exactly. You are the, the best version of yourself. Just be that version and people will already see magnificence and they'll want to be their own magnificent person. So what can we do with it? What, what does the acknowledgement of our already worthy, worthiness <laughs> do for us? State that again. What does being able to acknowledge that we are worthy, what does that do in our lives? What kind of shift does that make between how we exist in the world? Well, understanding and seeing and valuing and acknowledging your worthiness brings a whole lot of goodness to your life. It makes life a whole lot easier, a lot more fun. It's filled with a lot more joy, um, positivity. Things that we used to struggle with before are no longer a struggle. Um, and it creates more success, fun, laughter. I mean, just anything that you want in your life, when you see your value, these things will just come to you automatically. And you don't need to try and prove to the outside world by being a workaholic or by having the perfect home. You don't need to prove to the outside world because it's, it's just a given that you're worthy. I mean, who doesn't want more success, fun, and happiness in their life? Truly, that is like the goal, I think, for everybody. And it's already here. We just need to honor and accept it. So let's take it the other direction, though, because I just know there's somebody out there that's saying, yes, but yes, but you don't understand all that I've been through, Julie. If you had seen all that I've been through, you too would be very critical and judgmental of yourself. What, what do you say to those people? Yes, I used to be the same way. And I, I think we can be our own best critics. But when you criticize yourself, you're not only hurting yourself, but you're hurting everybody else in the world. And I, I have used to have a very active inner bully, or you might say in my, my case, I had an itty bitty shitty committee, but they will talk to me in a way that I wouldn't let anybody else talk to me. And so the question I always ask my clients is, if you wouldn't let your best friend talk to you this way, why do you talk to yourself this way? You want to be your own best friend. When people come to me and say, oh, but I've had the worst life ever. You know, I was raised in an abused home. I've been raped. I've been abused in a, in a marriage. I, mean, I had many, many reasons to be pessimistic, negative, not believe, um, just 
really not believe in my own worthiness. But those things are things that can't break you when you look inside to find your value. Because that's where it is. It's not outside yourself. And it, I can tell you that people who have made huge strides in success, even though they had horrible backgrounds, have become extremely successful, like Oprah Winfrey, defying the odds. And so if you think you are the only one that's in that place, I want you to know that you're not alone and have hope that you can rise above that when you see your own value and not let other people determine your value. So I've become an expert at not seeing my value um, and of pointing out all of my flaws to myself. How do I even begin the process of seeing value within myself? The first thing to do is to understand that how you got here and listen to your own self-talk. When I started listening to my own self-talk, I would sit, I would write in a notebook every day things that I would say to myself that were negative. And I would come home every night and I would write them down and then turn them around to something positive. What I really couldn't believe at the end of the day is how many how bad I talked to myself, how negative, how mean I was to myself. The first place to talk, is or the first place to start is in your self-talk and to listen to your self-talk and turn it around. And the second place to look is to just look in the mirror and say, I love you. And I think that that was one of the hardest things for me to do because when I looked in the mirror, I was like, I love you. No, no, I don't love you. You have too many flaws. You're too negative. You're, I mean, the list of negative comments can go on and on. So I started with, I am willing to love myself. I am willing to love myself. And that moved into I am. But self-talk and just learning how to love yourself and saying these things over and over will help replace the negativity with positivity. Mm. That's really important because your mind doesn't know any better. If you tell yourself I am, and, and I try really hard not to say those negative things after the I am because I don't want my brain to hear it. <laughs> um, you know, your brain just believes it. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, so why not tell yourself positive things about yourself? Um, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. In fact, I can tell you that you might be at work and you might berate yourself about nobody sees my worth, my value. And come home and you can spend five or ten minutes visualizing positive things or saying positive things to yourself. And that can totally override a whole day of negativity. Because mm. positive statements have way more power and energy than negative ones. We just give more power to the negative ones. Yeah. I always tell people... Um, you know, because there's this big debate in Facebook about people who like their own stuff. And I'm like, of course I like my own stuff. If I don't like my stuff, how should I expect anybody else to like them? You know, I love the new hearts because now I can heart myself up. <laughs> I love the new hearts too. And I, I, I like to say to my clients when they're trying to figure out if, why, you know, why, why doesn't somebody like me? I always ask them the question, would well, you like yourself? And when the answer is no, I'm like, well, why are you asking somebody to do something for you that you wouldn't do for yourself? So starting with yourself is the first place to start. So we gave them the action. Begin to write down the negative things you're saying about yourself. Uh, after I've captured all these wonderful negative things I've said about myself, what should I do with them? You want to turn them around. I have in my book a tool called the turnaround. And that's where you take the negative and you turn it into a positive. So maybe I might say a negative that I, you know, I hear all kinds of negatives, but some like some of the more frequent ones are, I am dumb, I'm fat, I'm lazy, 
you could turn dumb around to, you know what, I am so smart that I have a college degree and I know how to change my life or anything that can change that thought into a positive. And you may not even believe the positive the first time you say it, but that's okay because what you're doing when you change your negative to a positive, you're retraining your brain. You were born positive, you learned negativity. And now you can unlearn it. That's a good visual too. I think maybe a lot of us, it would serve us if we would, when we're being negative or to ourselves, imagine what a negative baby would look like. <laughs> I don't think they exist, do they? Oh no, they definitely don't. That's. It would just be funny even to think about them. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So the book is called You Are Worthy, Even When You Believe Otherwise, A Guide to the Overwhelmed Perfectionist. Um, of course, obviously, you can get it on Amazon, best-selling book. Um, but Julie, what else could people do if they want to take a little deeper dive with you and uh, you know, work with you further? Well, they could hop onto my website and they could book an aha session with me if they wanted to... Um, learn a little bit more. It's a complimentary session where we look at the fears and the doubts that might be holding them back in life that they don't even realize are holding them back. And tell us your web address. My web address is www.juliejuleehunt at, yeah, at .com. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so www.juliehunt.com. Just make sure you spell Julie right. J-U-L-E-E-H-U-N-T.com. You got it! <laughs> and you can pick up her book, You Are Worthy, from Amazon, and then go deeper with Julie to find out that you really, truly are worthy and you are enough. Julie, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show today. My pleasure, and thank you so much for having me. Do you see it in yourself? After listening to both of those books, but especially right now hearing Julie share with you that you are worthy to be a warrior on your behalf in your life for your personal worthiness. Do you believe that? Don't be stuck in perfectionism. Don't allow perfectionism to overwhelm you to the place where you can't be the best version of yourself. If need be, let's visit that mirror again. Go back to it again and tell yourself, I believe in you. Keep saying it until you hold tightly to yourself the phrase, I believe in you. Because you are worthy. And no matter what you may have believed before, just like Anissa shared with us in the first segment, you can reroute your path in life and you can go further. Because what is in store for you, and it isn't somewhere in the future, it starts now, is your ability to live as a thriving entrepreneur. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because... It serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. I hope we helped you move even just a needle point forward in that ability to see yourself, 
to see the worthiness in yourself and to be able to take the path that you may have been on, change it up and go a newer, better way. To be able to see who you are, but really more importantly, know who you're meant to be and that you can get to where you're going from there. I really, really know that it's in you. And I hope that my stand-in as the voice telling you, I believe in you, will sink down deep into the core of your being and that you will believe in you. That looking in a mirror and saying to yourself, I believe in you, becomes a daily, maybe even multiple times a day habit to help you really, truly pour into yourself to invest in you. Because what you have to share with the world is so important. And that's why I wanted to take this last segment because a lot of times, you know, when we listen to something and it's like, oh, but what's all the hype and why are you going this deep into something like this? I get that. But we need to understand how important each of us individually is. I I talked a couple of weeks ago on the show about the perfect ideal, uh, perfect world. And I know we don't live there. But each of us is made for, is meant for a purpose. The absolute perfect utopian world doesn't come from some kind of law that's passed that somehow all of a sudden makes everybody love each other. It starts each one of us individually being the best version of ourselves. You don't have any control over anybody else in the world anyway. But if you will be the best version of you, you will make the world a better place. Both your little pocket of the world as well as the entire world. None of us know who we're reaching, who we're talking to, what kind of an impact we're trying to make. And it's not fair to critique ourselves and what we may see as our reach by somebody else. Because Oprah Winfrey is amazing, no question about it. But when we hold her up against ourselves and judge ourselves by that, we do the world a disservice. Because Oprah did Oprah. Oprah does do Oprah. She's got that one covered. The person you need to be is you. I'll give you another amazing person. Her name, I don't even know her first name, was Billy Graham's mom. All she did was raise an incredible human being that touched literally lives all over the world, billions upon billions of people, kings and queens, beggars in the streets. But Billy Graham would be the first person to tell you that without her in his life, he wouldn't have been who he was. So no matter where you're in, in that spectrum, the people that you impact, they make an impact in the world. And when you get it done right by simply believing in yourself and being the best version of yourself, the world is a better place. And so this is where we come to the point in the show where I want you to understand. You've heard the commercials throughout the you know, throughout the entirety of this show. If you've listened to before, you've heard me talk about it. But I want you to really take a minute. Hopefully not have already clicked off. But really listen to the fact that you have a message that needs to go out to the world. You're enough. You're more than enough. And now it's your time to share your message with the world. And that, yes, we want to use social media and we want to use every means possible to be able to share that thing that is us, that unique brilliance in us with the world. But one of the things that we need to do is we need to write that stuff down. Because 
days, weeks, months, centuries from now, people are still going to need that unique brilliance that is you. That thing that you do so easily that you probably have discounted it and don't even realize how amazing it is. People need that solution. There's very likely somebody on Google right now searching for that thing that you do with grace and ease that's going through that thing you just came through. doesn't mean that you're necessarily on the other side of it, but you're far enough out of it that you can stand on the story of what was and move forward and share with people who are one step, five steps, 20 steps behind you the things that you've discovered so far so that they can get to where you are right now. And you're going to keep moving forward. And you're going to keep sharing with the people behind you. Yeah, there's wonderful people in front of you. They're sharing their stuff with you. It's your time to do that, too. That needs to be documented. It needs to be written down. It needs to be somewhere where people all over the world, both now and for decades in the future, can hear that message. When you think about a book like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, was written in the early 1900s, still very powerful today. And the list goes on and on. You know, of course, obviously we could talk about books of the Bible and the impact that regardless of religious belief that they've made on people's lives, your message needs to be written down and shareable so that the people that you're meant to reach, whether that be those in your immediate family or people all over the world, kings, queens, and princes, that they get your message. And that starts by a simple step. Join us at Best Sellers Guild. It's a free group. You can just go bestsellersguild.com or if you're on Facebook, look up Best Sellers Guild. Ask to join. We want to have you there. We want to share with you how to be able to write publish and market your book to bestseller to do it in a system that makes it work so well to simplify through all the clutter and get you to the place where you're sharing your message with the world so please do come join us at bestsellers guild please do share your message with the world because you are uniquely brilliant you were created for a purpose. And the world needs you. I believe in you. And I hope by the time you've listened to all of this now, that you have a little bit of belief in you too. And that you will share that message with the world. Because we believe in you. My wife Kathy and I started Bestsellers Guild to share you with the world. Kathy and I are here to help you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Not in a happy, giddy state, but just simply in a state where you're living the best life you can today. We would love to have you join us at Bestsellers Guild. And we hope that until next time we're together, that you will have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because... It serves other people. 
Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.